A I N M E N U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hey everyone, and welcome to Main Menu for the 1st of July 2016. I am your co-host Jason Castingway. This week we're going to cover a few different genres. First, we're going to cover a review written by Mike Coulomb, read by yours truly, all about the Kangaroo Mini PC. He delves briefly into Jart, which is an editor, and then back to the review. Next, Janine Stanley will talk about an app called Patronus. It's a safety app which allows you to quickly get help in an emergency and lets you keep your friends and family up to speed as well. The last half is for the musicians. I'm going to cover an Apple Design Award which was given to Algorithm, the developers of DJ Pro for Mac and iPad. And then we're going to hear from Andre Louis, who produced a demo of Native Instruments Complete 10 Ultimate and Complete Control products. I was very excited listening to this because it's the first time that I have heard Native Instruments and their professional samples made accessible. And before we get started, here's an announcement from ACB Radio. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. I just wanted to say before I started reading, it was a lengthy review, and I thought of using TTS, and I realized even with the best of TTS voices, it can get a little boring. So here I am reading it for you, and hopefully... It's a little more exciting. Hi, I took a little time to play with the kangaroo to see what works and what doesn't. Before I begin, I am not a salesman for this company and have no connections with them. I just found this product to be very usable to us, so I'm sharing what I know about it. First of all, let me say I was pretty impressed with this computer. You get a lot for a hundred bucks. With that said, let's get the bad out of the way to avoid wasting your time hearing a long review if one of these things is a deal-breaker for you. Like most people, I want my computer to work for me. I don't want to have to work for it several minutes to get a small amount of work from it. For my purposes, I found this little PC to be a workhorse, but you might not, so here's the bad things and some workarounds for some of them. First, the unit isn't for what would be considered a heavy user. If you see well enough to play video games, for example, this unit isn't for you. Yes, some reviews say it will play them, but most of them all state it gets real hot doing it. If you're a writer, web browser, and or want to play music and movies, this computer may be just what you want. If you want something very small that could fit in your pocket and don't mind carrying around a keyboard and speaker. The unit only has 2 gigs of RAM and 32 gigs of storage. However, you can add a micro SD card to extend the storage. The unit comes with one USB 2 and one USB 3 port, an HDMI port, and a power jack all on a removable dock. You have to push the power plug in quite a ways before it snaps in. I'm not a fan of that, but it isn't a deal breaker for me either. You can use a USB hub, but out of the box, you only have two USB ports and no headphone jack on the base model. So you'll have to use USB speakers for setup and then Bluetooth if you want. 
Either way, in case of trouble with your Bluetooth speaker, you'll have to have a USB speaker or headphone so you can get speech to fix the problem. If you're using it as a desktop, you could use a soundbar that connects through HDMI and have both USB ports free. If you really push the unit, it does get quite warm, folks, and it will cut back on processor power if you push it hard enough. If you're not playing video games, you shouldn't have any heat problems. But remember, the unit is fanless, so it needs ventilation around its vents. I streamed the Apple event and found it does get a little warm because they're using the metal case as a heat sink, but it wasn't that bad. I would say it's as warm as a heating pad on high. Sitting on, doing nothing, the top barely warms up at all. Running two other programs while streaming NVDA hesitated a little, but it was usable. The biggest problem for you may be 2 gigs of RAM basically means you'll be able to use NVDA and two or three other programs. The good. Let's begin with a description of the unit. It's about the size of an iPhone 6 Plus. The top is metal. The dock plugs in the right side of the unit. The ports are all on the right side of the dock. On the back of the unit you have some vents, a micro SD card slot, and a micro USB charge port. That means you can charge the unit using a power bank. It has a built-in battery they say will last around four hours, which I found to be true. On the left side, all you have are a few vents. On the front, starting at the left, is a power button. When you first get the computer, you have to hold down the power button for two seconds after connecting the adapter to remove the battery from shipping mode. To the right of the power button, you have a fingerprint reader I hear works well, but I'm not sure we can set it up with NVDA. I entered a pin, but after pressing setup, all I see is a cancel button, so you'll have to get sighted help to see what's going on there. If anyone has set up Windows Hello and knows how it's supposed to work, please let me know. To the right of the fingerprint reader is an action switch that makes the computer a hotspot so you can get into it from another computer. I haven't played with this yet, but pressing the button to the right and releasing it did bring up a menu. To the right of this switch is another set of vents. The unit is fanless and does run a little warm, but it's really not bad. The Kangaroo comes with Windows 10 Home. Talk about a clean install with Windows 10. There are no demo programs at all. You get almost 20 of your 32 gigabytes free. That was pretty impressive. It has an SSD drive, so it boots in about 15 seconds, but the drive isn't replaceable, so what you buy is what you get. However, if you buy their new model, you can put a hard drive in the dock and boot from it. Speaking of the dock, being removable means you could take the computer with you and leave the dock if you have a speaker and keyboard connected through Bluetooth. The only drawback would be if you did have problems, you would be stuck until you had the dock to connect a USB speaker. The Kangaroo is quality built. It uses some of the best components in the industry. It even has AC wireless and Bluetooth 4.0. I found both to work well. For this company's first attempt at building a computer, they did a great job. Most inexpensive computers use a dual-core processor. The main reason NVDA can keep up on this PC, even though its memory is low, is because the Kangaroo uses a quad-core processor, which provides a real advantage. Basically, what this means is, if you're doing several things, different cores can work on different tasks, getting things done faster. To a point, this sort of compensates for only having 2 gigs of RAM, as long as you keep your memory load no higher than 95%.
Having more cores to do the work means one can deal with NVDA and one or two other cores can cover your browser if you have more than one tab opened and so on. Getting things done faster can free memory for other tasks, avoiding hesitation when you use tab to switch from one window to another. I did notice pages loaded a little slow when they were large with a lot of info on them, but it wasn't all that bad. My main use for this computer is writing and entertainment. One of the things I have been working on is writing some stories for Christian movies. Listening to instrumental music helps me a great deal when thinking about different scenes. That means running iTunes, Jart, the word processor I use, and at times Firefox if I have to look for some information. To my surprise, I am able to run all three programs at the same time with no problems. However, like I mentioned earlier when I was streaming video and tried that, I did have a little difficulty, but I was pushing things a little doing that. I'm not a salesman for Jart, but I found it to be one of the best little programs I ever discovered. For those who need a simple word processor, I'll take a minute to tell you about it. If you are a writer and need an easy-to-use word processor, you can't beat Jart. I haven't found anything that comes even close for the Mac, Windows, or Linux. There's a free and a paid version, well worth the money, but the free version has all the features a lot of people will ever need. It has a portable version, an easy-to-use spell checker, and can use the portable version of WordWeb so you can even have a dictionary at your fingertips. You can easily add hyperlinks in Jart and hyperlinks to a place in a file, plus everything is accessible and the author bends over backwards to fix problems, give assistance, and add useful features. When I first discovered Jart a few years ago, only the menus worked with a screen reader, but the features I saw were exactly what I needed. I contacted the author, and he was more than willing to put in the work to make Jart work with a screen reader. With that said, back to the Kangaroo Mini PC. The Kangaroo comes with the main unit, a removable dock that it can be used without once setup is complete, and a power supply. Their intention is to come out with different docks. I think one with at least one speaker would be nice, but remember this computer wasn't designed for the blind. Its main purpose was for those who want to connect a computer to a projector or large television. It just happens to fit the bill for us too. So far I'm pretty impressed with this computer. There were only two things I noticed I'm sure there's a fix for. One is, when you wake the computer up for some reason, it shows the lock screen instead of your login screen. The second thing is, NVDA announces the amount of battery left, but it doesn't tell you how much time you have left, like every other computer I have ever used does. I'm sure the lock screen is a Windows setting, and the battery issue may be also. Or it could be this battery doesn't contain the smart chip with that info. I hope this was helpful to anyone in need of a unit like this. I don't have a Microsoft store near me, but if you do, they sell this computer there, and you could probably try one there. That's the end of his review, but he did write in with an update saying he is just as impressed if not more so with a little machine. Depending on what he's doing, he gets anywhere from four and a half to almost six hours with continuous use before the battery needs recharging. He said one item of interest is that when you shut the machine down, the Bluetooth speaker stays active. When he shut the speaker off and turned it back on, it beeped, letting him know it connected. So the Bluetooth chip stays active even when the machine is shut down. 
He thought it might have had something to do with the Wi-Fi hotspot feature, as it has a setting which allows it to remain active so it can wake up the machine when a network connection is in progress. Even when he turned that off, the Bluetooth chip acted the same when the machine was shut down. He said he'll investigate BIOS settings and see if that can be disabled. It does deplete the battery life to some extent even when the machine is shut down. Hi everyone, this is Janine Stanley for Main Menu and today we're going to talk about an app that is here to save you. In one of our previous interviews with Mike May, Mike talked about a situation where he tried to call 911 from his cell phone and unfortunately because of the way the 911 system works, it didn't have him in the right location, didn't get him to the right place. Eventually he did get the help he needed, but it was a big issue for him. And it's a big issue for a lot of folks. And the app formerly known as Blue Light is designed to address this kind of inconsistency in the 911 system. So no matter where you are, you can invoke the app and call into their central dispatch system, they will take a look at your GPS and determine where your closest 911 provider is and get you in touch with them. The app has recently changed its name and its billing structure. The app is now called Patronus. And yes, that is probably, a, we think it's a Harry Potter reference. Now, my phone pronounces it Patronus, uh, but it is spelled P-A-T-R-O-N U.S., which is the same way it's spelled in the Harry Potter books. So if you would like a shiny silver being to go ahead of you in some shape or other uh, and let people know that you are okay, give them your status, uh, the connection is definitely there. This app has been very accessible from the beginning. I have been using it for, uh, well, since last uh, December, actually. And I don't use it all the time when I go out, but I do certainly have it handy. And especially if I'm going somewhere at night or somewhere in a new city where, you know, I uh, may not know where I'm going or, you know, may want to have a little bit of extra backup just in case. And I would highly recommend this app to anyone who is on a college campus or has to walk through some questionable areas at night or even areas that you think are totally safe. Because it's not just, you know, bad guys who are out to mug you, it's dog attacks, it's drivers who may strike you if you're walking in an area with no sidewalks or you're walking across the street and as happens Mike May, you get hit by a car. So let's take a look at the Patronus app. Patronus. Patron opening Patronus. Calendars folder. Request help from 911. Button. Now our screen is really very simple. I'm going to start by moving to the upper left corner of my screen. Request help from 911. Button. Now that's not exactly where this button is, but it's very prominent. Request help from 911. Your verified location is home 5244 Short ER, Columbus. When you first get the app, it's going to ask you to input quite a bit of information about your home, etc., etc. And this place in the middle of the app is going to tell you in GPS terms where you are. So you can actually have this app open and use it to check your location. No, it's not going to do the standard blindness GPS things like announced streets and things like that. But for a quick location check, this middle section right here is where you're going to go. So we'll swipe to the right once again. I'm here now. Button. This is a button to let people know 
where you are and that you are at your location. Your verified location is home 5244 Shore DR, Columbus. I'm here now. Button. On my way. Button. Here is an on my way button, and this you can activate when you start a walk or start to go somewhere. And it will let your contacts know that you are actually starting your journey. Application menu. Button. Application menu. Button. And our last setting here is application menu. So let's go into that menu because this is where the real power of the application lies. The interface is really simple. Application alert. menu. Okay, I'm gonna go up to the upper left corner. To menu. My account, button. Emergency contacts, button. Patronus places, button. App settings, button. Share patronus, button. Rate patronus in the app store, button. Make a task call, button. And yes, you can make a test call. And I would encourage you to do this and go through these screens because it can be very, very helpful. Frequently asked questions, button. Contact support, button. Close, button. So there is our menu. And within this menu, let's go up to the emergency contacts. My account, button. Emergency contacts, button. Emergency, close button, button. Emergency contacts. Alert emergency contacts. Switch button on. If enabled, Patronus will alert the contacts you have chosen below in an emergency. So the app will actually alert your contacts that you have chosen in case of an emergency. Double tap here to add a new contact. Button. Ken Stanley. 6142. Remove Ken Stanley from contacts. Button. There, I just swiped over that quickly so you don't get to hear my husband's phone number, sorry. And he is my only emergency contact at this point. The only thing that we really need for an emergency contact for this app is someone's phone number. My husband doesn't have a smartphone, so he's not gonna be able to get the map feature and things like that, but it, this app will certainly give him a call and let him know that there is an emergency, etc. Now to add an emergency contact, how do I do that, you ask? Double tap here to add a new contact. Aha, double tap here to add a new contact. So this is where we'll go to add a new contact. Let me show you how that works. And when I double tap, it's gonna take me into my contacts. Let's put one of my famous main menu team members into my contacts as an emergency contact. We're gonna use Jeff Bishop. Jeff Bishop. I'm gonna double tap on Jeff. Back button. Missing photo for Jeff Bishop. Image. Jeff Bishop. Jeff Bishop. Mobile. Jeff Bishop, mobile, 5202, alert, add contact. And so we simply go down to Jeff's phone number, we double tap on that, and we get the screen, add this contact. We will notify them with an SMS. Cancel, button, okay, button. I'm gonna go ahead and cancel. Uh, Jeff and I have tested this app a little bit, but um, I think probably we'll leave him alone for now. He's gonna be a little busy at convention. Cancel, button, cancel, close button, but request help from 911. Button. Okay, we'll go back to the application menu, and I want you to see a couple things under my account. My account. Button. My account. Click name. Janine Stanley. Text field. Email. Genitums at wowway.com. Subscription status. You have a free lifetime subscription. This app was at one time a subscription-based app. Now it is completely free. Close button. Button. So we'll go up to the close button. Close out of my account. Close button. Request help from 911. Application menu, button. Application alert, menu. And back into the application menu. Patronus places, button. 
You can also set up places within the Patronus app. And the way that this works is if you are going to be in a place like a hotel or a relative's house or something like that, your college dorm room, you can even set a hotel room in these places. Let's go ahead and look. Patronus. Close button. Button. Patronus. Places. You can have up to 20 verified addresses. To add an address, you must be physically present at that location. So to add an address here, you actually have to be physically present at the location. But once you're there, you can have up to 20 places. And this is great for when you're on vacation and maybe you're moving between places and you want your friends, your family, etc., to know where you are and be able to see where you are as you move between those places just in case something happens. And I actually used this for the first time last winter in New York City when uh, one of us would want to go out someplace either to pick up food, maybe pick up uh, coffee or something like that and bring it back to the hotel. We would put in there, you know, the place where we were and the fact that we were heading back to our hotel, which we had registered as a place, and the rest of us could see where the other person was. And that was really handy, just in case, you know, the other person also got lost. Oh, that never happened to me. Um. <laughs> Home, 5,244, delete this place. Button, Midtown Marriott, 866 3rd Avenue, New York, New York, 10022. Now there's one of my places. That's the Midtown Marriott where I usually stay uh, when I'm on vacation with my friends in New York City. Delete this place. Button, yes, 1,451 Roanoke Avenue, Uriksville, Ohio, 44. I'll just close that. That's my father's house. I have that as a place. And each of these places I have registered when I was actually there. So I had the exact right address in case anything happened to me there. Delete this place. Delete this place. Button. So those are all the places that I currently have. I've deleted some where I've been on vacation or at a place that I was never going to be again. So I went in and deleted those. Button. Close button. Request help from 911. Application mailer. Menu. My account. Emergency contacts, button, patronage places, but app settings, button. App settings, let's take a look at these. App settings, close button, but app settings. Allow patronage to occasionally retrieve your location when the app is not in use for improved accuracy. Switch button, on. Double tap to toggle setting. This one I would say definitely uh, leave this on. This allows the app to check up on you in, in the background. It actually uses hardly any battery at all, so no big deal there. Coverage notifications let you know when you change patron news coverage areas. Switch button. On. Double tap to toggle setting. And again, this is uh, talking about coverage areas, and this is for the 911 service, etc. Night walking mode. Discreetly keep up open in the dark. Screen will dim after 30 seconds. Switch button. Off. Double tap to toggle setting. This mode really wasn't important to me, although if you are walking and you don't want people to see that you have this app on, that's fine. You know, that's just one of those settings. Notify followers once you're near on my way destination. Switch button. On. Double tap to toggle setting. So again, this is using that on my way feature where you're letting your contacts and your followers know where you are and when you're getting close to where you want to be. On my way reminders. Set reminders to start on my way trips. This is a particular setting where you can actually set reminders to say, okay, time to go to work. You know, you need to let people know that you're going to be on your way soon. And don't forget to do that in Patronus. Add new reminder button. Add new reminder button. So there's our add new reminder button. Close button. Button. Close button. Request help from 911. Application alert. Menu. My account. But make a task call. But make a task. Place task call button. Push place test call above to see how the app would work in a real emergency. Don't worry, you will be connected to our automated test center, not 911. 
cancel task call button. So this is what you would do if you wanted to see how the app would behave in a real emergency. So let's go ahead and try this. Don't worry, you will be connected. Push place test call button. Place task call button. We'll call Patronews test call center. Okay, my phone is vibrating. Calling. Hello, Jen and Stanley. Thanks for testing Patronus. In an emergency at this location, we would connect you to your local 911 dispatch center and automatically provide them with your address. Thank One, you for testing. Now hang up. Okay. Request help from 911. Button. So there we go, and I hung up with a two-finger double tap, the magic tap, and that hung up my call. So that's what will happen, and I would suggest trying that. So now we are back to the Patronus main screen. I can also tell you that there is a version of the Patronus app for your Apple Watch. It is pretty awesome. Let's see if I can go ahead and bring that up here. Patronus. Okay, here is our Patronus app on the watch. Let's double tap on it. Patronus. Patronus. I can't wait for that watch OS 3, can we? <laughs> Request help. Make enhanced 911 call. Button. Start on my way. Button. Start on my way. Request help. Home. Patronus. So it's going to give you your location, which right now my location is my home. And... Home. Request help. Make enhanced 911 call. Button. You can do that directly from the watch, actually. Start on my way. And then we have a start on my way button. Now, this is going to be very similar to the new feature that's coming in watchOS 3, which is going to have to do with your safety and holding down your friends button. And we'll go over that whenever we get that particular update to your Apple Watch. But for now, if you'd like your very own Patronus to watch over you and connect with your friends, let them know that you're safe or connect to 911 quickly and efficiently, this is the app for you. It's free. It is on iOS. I believe it's also on Android. But if you discover that you can't find it in the Google Play Store, please let us know. The app is, once again, used to be called Blue Light, is now called Patronus, P-A-T-R-O-N-U-S. Happy travels. This has been Janine Stanley for Main Menu. Being a musician, I was pretty excited when, about a week ago, I received an email from Algorithm stating they had received Apple's Design Award regarding their DJ Pro app for Mac and iPad. There were a number of reasons why, but the one that caught my attention was accessibility. I had previous dealings with their former DJ app, and it was pretty incredible. I had gotten it just on a whim, and was very amazed to find that most of it was very accessible. In that email, there was a video of the award being presented to Algorithm, and I was again very pleased because not only did Apple make mention of Algorithm's attention to accessibility, but someone came up on stage to demonstrate the app. It was Apple's accessibility engineer, Ryan Dewar. It was great to see him demonstrating the app and knowing that the audience was seeing that with proper accessibility, the app is very usable by the blind and visually impaired. 
So if you have any interest in broadcasting or DJing, you might want to check them out. Algorithm is spelled A-L-G-O-R-I-D-D-I-M. And their website is that same name with .com, so algorithm.com. DJ Pro is available in the App Store for both iOS and Mac. And that's not it. We have yet another exciting music-related item. For many years now, Native Instruments has created professional sampled instruments for use in audio projects. Unfortunately, they haven't been accessible to the blind, even as a plug-in for use with your digital audio workstation. Very recently, however, they have come out with a package that turns this all around. Complete 10 Ultimate with Complete Control. Note that the words complete and control are spelled with a K. I will not waste any more time speaking about it myself because Andre Louis, my friend from London, does a very good job explaining it himself. Apparently, Logic on the Mac has become more accessible, and that is what he used to create the music you're hearing right now. Andre, take it away. Good afternoon, or good afternoon, or good afternoon. And I say that because somewhere in the world it's always afternoon, somewhere in the world it's always morning, and somewhere else always evening. My name is Andre Louis, I come from London, and I'm going to show you today Complete 10 Ultimate with Complete Control. This is very exciting stuff, because as a totally blind musician, until recently I've not had access to Native Instruments products. But that's all changed with Complete 10 and complete control uh, for speech, or with speech for Mac. Some very clever people have been working behind the scenes, namely Timothy Adnitz and Carl Busi, or Buzzy, I'm not sure how you pronounce that name, and he's probably going to slap me for that, who have made this entirely possible. The last track that you heard, or the opening track, if you will, was made with a complete 10 sounds in Logic. And so is this. Double channel strip view. So we're in logic here, and I have to, to tell you guys that I've been excited to do this since I got hold of this. It is such fantastic and phenomenal software that I've just been wanting to brag about it like a man beast for a long time. Most of you, I suppose, in the blind community have probably tried native instrument stuff at one time or another and had no luck at all. I think after today, native instruments is about to receive such a um. <laughs> Well, let's see. A lot of money. That's all I can say about that. Let's unmute that. Total channel strip mute. This afternoon, or this evening, or this morning, as you happen to be listening, I will take you through some of my favorite sounds that I've found so far, the ways to navigate them, and the control keyboard that I have, the Complete Control 61 S61, has these nice touch strips, which can do all sorts of fun things, and you can set them and do things with them, and until recently, they were inaccessible to us. We're bored of inaccessible software in the blind community, so let's not have that anymore. 
One bar, three beats, one division, 40 ticks. Correct. I hit the stop key. It's a joyful thing, the stop key. One bar, one beat, one division, one tick. And now we're at the beginning of the track. So this track, it's not very big. It's about five or six tracks. It's all done in Logic. It's all using complete sounds, all sounds from contact libraries and such. All native instrument sounds. And how I came about doing this track to start with was I wanted to use something that I had. By which I mean, I wanted a Rhodes, I wanted a bass, I wanted some drums. And how was I able to do that, I hear you ask? Well, these sounds don't appear in the library as such. Not the library that you're used to in Logic. They appear in the native instruments browser. If I hit the browser key at this moment, Preset Browse. It says Preset Browse. Now I'm actually using the con uh, Complete Control S61 to do this. And so when I press Preset Browse on the keyboard, which we'll get to in a minute, it'll bring up my whole list of instruments. If I, pre if I tap this knob to, the, to my left here, Preset, press one. It tells me the name of the thing I'm actually playing. And that's what that is. Um, I would also like to say that if you have any questions, please message me on whatever method you happen to know, preferably Twitter, um, although Facebook Messenger may or may not work. Um, if you're going to use Twitter, then use at ONJ Music. So we're going to do this. So let's see if we're still having polyphony issues, which we shouldn't be. All right, I think we're done with that. Great. Let's go back to plug in edit. Plug in edit. Okay, so I have a Rhodes, as you hear. It's a nice Rhodes. It's a Scarby Rhodes, by the way, for those of you who want to know. And I might want to edit this Rhodes. Previously, this would be lots of difficulty because none of the parameter knobs would speak. And that means a lot of effort and time wasted for people like yourselves and me. Now, there are eight knobs on this keyboard that I'm sitting in front of, and um, that may not cover every parameter that we come across. However, there are page buttons to the left of these knobs, and I can press them, and they will change what the knobs do. They're capacitive, or I believe are capacitive, or at least touch-based knobs. If I, if I touch this first knob on the left here, Main, Bass. It will tell me that it's the bass for this unit. Treble. Noise going level. Along. That's three. Release. Four. Amp on five, off. Five. Bass. Six. Treble. Seven. And nothing for the eight. You don't always know what every plugin is going to do. Everything has different layouts and such. But now I know that if I want to turn up the bass on this, I just have Main, to turn treble, knob one, bass. I hope. Oh, look at that. I've got sound out of it. Too much. I don't like it. I want to turn it down. Let's just spin that bass. knob. Go away. Bass. In fact, bass. go all the way away. Now it's a bit less. I want just you know. Bass. Tweak it. Tweak it. Bit there. Bass. Perfect. Now let's turn up the treble. Treble. Next knob. It's very tinny, isn't it? Look. Bass. It's nice if you want to do top-end stuff, though. But not for everything. And... Level. Let's see this level here. Level. 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 
I think level. it's doing something, but what it is, I can't exactly release. tell. Release. So let's see if release. what release does. Release. I'm turning it, really? but it's quiet. Release. These novels, by the way, don't have Release. a stopping point, so they just turn and turn and turn forever, and they just send the relevant controllers out to whatever you're using. Amp on off. Amp on off. The amp is now off. But they've still got that treble and tinniness, Noise. hasn't it? Noise, release, turn the amp on, off. on, on off, treble. Oh, we can turn the treble of the amp treble. up as well. Treble. Let's, let's do that. Oh, now you can actually hear the hiss from the actual roads itself. So you could pretend like you actually have a real unit in front of you. It's crazy. I don't know how they've done that, if it's emulated or how they've made the hiss. It's just awesome. It's just so cool. A bit of compression on that. But it's just Make far too much treble. treble, man. Knock that treble down. I've left the treble. treble on the amp up, but I've turned the treble on the unit down. So now we have like a... Quite nice. Not 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 the bad at all. And we have a, a listener. Jason is listening. That's great. It's lovely that people are actually being able to tune in and actually hear this. Everything is new in this house, basically. I'm using a new sound card, a new keyboard, uh, a new Mac sound card as well. Um, Bass. I, I just touched the knob without meaning to. Let's see what's on page two, actually. Reverb and delay. Reverb and delay. Oh, excellent. Reverb on off. See, and if we didn't have this... We wouldn't know what we were doing. You could just, I mean, I've done this before. You know, probably will have. You get you get instruments, you twill knobs and hope for the best. But that doesn't help us, does it? On off. Size. Level. Size. Oh, it's gone small. Make it big. Si size. It huge. so cute like that level and the level of it it's gone level. oh my gosh now it's level. huge Le le level delay on off ah uh, let's turn the level back Reverb. down level. here down we go le on off and turn there's the time. delay time feed level feedback turning up the feedback level and the level, level. for that so let's turn feedback. the feedback down Right, so now I want a bit of reverb level on here. Um, level. That one. Level. Size. Turn the size down slightly. Level. Size. So now we can have one of these, you know, sort of ambient. And if I don't like anything I've just done, I'll just go plus minus on the preset list, like this. Did you actually go back? Let's check I'm on the right preset. one. Preset, preset, pink playboy. Nope, we'll go back. Pancake core, on the road. Funky Rio, on I the road. Preset, on the road. on the road. And if it's not, okay, there we go. So we have it all back, awesome. That's the way to go. 
I, I've got a question. Was it designed for blind people or did I help make it more accessible? Actually, it started off as a very much um, sided product and they have uh, customized it for us. And uh, I now need to talk a bit about that. I've shown you a little bit of what this can do and we'll do more of that. But let's discuss the actual product itself. Complete 10 Ultimate is what I'm using here. And Complete Control is responsible for talking to all of the sounds and stuff that's in front of me at the moment. And uh, I can't wait to show you some of those. But I just wanted to do a little quick demo of how you can customize one very quickly. Now, I have a little problem at the moment, and because it's early days and it's baby steps, don't hate on it, but I don't seem to be able to save my patch when I uh, choose to save it as a favorite right now. I'm not sure why that's not working. I'm going to work with them on that and see if we can't resolve it. But, you know, it will, star will, star get fixed. So don't worry about that too much. Um, if I need to save something right now, what I tend to do is just save it in a, in a, a logic project and, you know, call it quits. It's enough for now. So, complete 10. It's an interesting thing. It's a huge, massive beast. It's, um, what is it, 75 products, over 440 gigs of sounds, over seven, uh, of, of instruments, I beg your pardon, 17,000 plus sounds. That's a lot of sounds, guys. A lot of sounds. That's like pretty crazy. And uh, I have, I think most of that is now working on this Mac of mine. I'm just using a MacBook Air, by the way. Um, and so, right, I'm sitting in front of this keyboard and the stuff I've been doing with the preset browser and everything means that I don't have to really even touch the Mac. I can actually press play from the keyboard that's in front of me here. And if it's going to play nicely in the demo. One bar, one beat, one division, one tick. Two bars, one beat, three divisions, 112 ticks. Two bars, three beats, one division, we two like divisions, to get one bar, one beat, one division, one tick. We get, a, we get a few times where uh, things MIDI notes get stuck. I don't know if that's my logic or if there's some setting I need to turn off that says when the key, then the thing stops, release the notes. I also don't know the key to uh, stop a, to MIDI panic because uh, I'm new to logic. I've been spending far more time inside logic with this stuff than I have actually learning logic itself, to be honest. So the keyboard, you need to use the keyboard with this um, if you're blind, unfortunately, at the moment. I don't know if that's going to change and I'm not qualified enough to tell you. However, because of the way that they've interfaced their own hardware with their own software, a bit like Apple in that respect, you do need their keyboard to use this stuff at the moment. Um, if you can't see that, it's got a good message coming in there. Thank you. Sound is good, apparently. I was wondering about that, the level check and all that sort of thing. Right, so if I, if I tell you the loud of the keyboard, it might help you to, uh, to get to grips with it. So... There's obviously the 61 keys, and I don't have to tell you how uh, what they look like, because they're keys. They're, by the way, they are very nice keys. They do have aftertouch. They're very sexy keys. Fact is. And uh, I asked uh, my, my mate Tim at uh, Native Instruments today for a uh, button layout, and he very kindly sent me it along in an email. So I have the button layout uh, with me here. Um, along the bottom, there are six buttons. It goes play, record, and uh, rewind. No stop. Yeah, it's play, rec uh, play, record, and stop along the bottom. And I believe loop, and then rewind, and then fast forward above that. And these are your transport controls. So I can, you know, as I said earlier, I can hit play, and it will actually start uh, playing the track in Logic. And the thing is, I don't even have to be in the window. I could be on the Mac desktop, and it will still do it. And I can also change sounds and not be in Logic. Um, because, you know, we have this cool thing about being blind. We don't have to see the screen, because it talks. Main, bass. It's great. Noise, level, amp, on, off, bass. See, I could be actually checking my email and someone could be over there doing something completely different and uh, making music. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, on, off. After that, we uh, above that, actually, I should say we have the shift key, 
Shift. Which I'll have to explain later. We have this key. Scale on. Scale off. Scale on, scale off key. Up on. Up off. The up on and up off keys, which my friend Arfi will love. The keyboard. I don't know if it's the keyboard that has built-in arps or if it's the software behind the keyboard that has the arps. Amp treble. All right. And then to the right of that, we have this uh, page buttons, page left and page right buttons. And that makes the knobs go from 1 to 8, 9 to 16, and so on. And to the right of that is where all the big stuff is. So uh, down the left-hand side is the uh, preset browse button, which we need a lot of, let me tell you. Uh, and then as he pulls up his uh, key list here, which didn't seem to work. How interesting. There we go. All right, browse. Okay. Then the instance key, which I don't think I need that often. In fact, I, I'm told that I don't need it at all in this instance. The back key, which we sometimes need to get back to uh, where we were before. And underneath that is the left key. So to the right of the left key is down and to the right of that is right. So it's a bit like PC keyboard in that respect where you have cursor keys. It's like an you know, inverted T. So if we go up the right hand side from the right key, then by all accounts, we have the enter key and above that preset down and above that preset up. Now, if you ever get this stuff and you want to install it and you, you manage to get through the installation part and you have set it up in logic, it's not going to talk instantly. What you're going to have to do is shift and the preset up key. And when you do that, shift. Accessibility off. Accessibility off. And now it's just a regular rolled keyboard without any accessibility. If we do this again. Accessibility on. Immediately it becomes usable by us. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? There are also these touch strips, is what they call them, touch strips. They're not your conventional pitch bend or mod wheel, but they are touch strips. And the, the idea is that you can just tap the thing and do all sorts of fun things. It's unusual, and it took a little bit of getting used to, but wow, it's very, very unusual, but cool. Uh, the question um, from a user here, will it be accessible on the Windows side? I think, hopefully, it will be eventually. I don't have a time frame for that or a roadmap, so I certainly can't give you any kind of definitive answer, but I am told that hopefully at some point the answer is yes. Um, can't say much more than that, unfortunately. Love to, but I cannot. All right. So they have that at the mod wheel on this. Doesn't do a lot, but we will get to some patches later that certainly do. So I've covered all the buttons. Oh, I, I did miss the uh, preset rotary Minus three bars, one beat, one division, one tick. Which, when you're not in a, in a preset, will actually just uh, scroll through your um, one beat, one division, one tick. Minus one bars, one beat, one division, one tick. One beat, one division, one tick. That's my uh, the the track. So it's fast forwarding and rewinding through the track. Spin Four to bars, the right. One beat, one division, one beat, one division, one left. So it's nice. You really can get away with not touching this thing. And uh, someone asked if you can do lots of fun things with drums. You just wait, my friend. You just wait. Just you wait, as it were. Drums are some of my favorite things as well. I consider myself a quote-unquote MIDI drummer of some renown these days. I've been practicing for years because, you know, it's, it's unconventional. I thought, what can I do that's really weird and wacky? I know a couple of other people. Um, and MIDI drums are also my forte. I love them. I've talked enough, really. You want to hear the sounds and, and, and play things and play with things. Let's do this together. All right, let me see if I'm on the right track that I want to change. I want to change this one. 
So I'm going to hit the preset browse Travel. here. Preset browse. Here comes the exciting part. Are you ready? So we're going to discuss the knobs from left to right here. So knob one. Vendor or vendors. Is currently the vend knob. And if I turn that to the right. Vend native instruments. As I only have native instrument stuff installed, which might sound like nothing until you see how many products I'm going to spin through with the next knob. It is huge. Vendor. All so vendors. So I'll put it back on all vendors. Not that it actually matters. Knob two. Product, all products. I'm going to just go through these and then I'm going to take you on a journey into sound. Knob three does nothing. Four. Types, all types. Five. Modes, seven, all modes. Eight. Preset, press, one. All right, so we've heard what some of these do now. Let's start with knob two. V product, Abbey Road 50s drummer. Abbey Road 60s drummer. Abbey Road 80s drummer. Abbey Road modern drummer. Where's 70s? Abbey Road 60s drummer. Abbey Road 70s drummer. There it is. I thought it was missing. And because these knobs don't click or have a stopping point, you can actually very easily skim through stuff. And let me tell you, when I discovered that I had a, a synth that I didn't know I had, it was quite interesting. Um, the way you install this stuff is just kind of crazy. I, I spent a whole day. I mean, it literally was a whole day downloading some three, 400 gigs of stuff. And it just runs the installer, installer after installer after installer in the background. You don't get DVDs these days. What's that, says my children. What's a DVD? Yeah, exactly. You download the stuff off the web, or at least I did, and it just runs itself. And you have product after product. And yeah, you can see them on the web and such, and you, you know technically what they are. But when you actually start to play these beasts, oh my gosh, I, I can't even begin to tell you. Abbey Road 8, Abbey Road Modern Drama, Abbey Road Vintage Drama. Action strikes. So as you heard, those Product. are all drum Action kits. strikes. Um, and when I let go of the knob and just tap it, it's going to repeat where I am. Product. Action strikes. Always know where I am. Action strikes. Action string. Alicious keys. Balinese gamelan. All kinds of stuff here. So if I just pick this. Product. Balinese gamelan. Modes. Balinese. Alicious keys. I'm going to press enter here. So while I play it. Preset. Preset. Alicious keys in it. I'll play. I'll just press enter while this thing is playing. Preset. Alicious keys in it. Window. So now I have a piano, you see? I just changed the sound like that. Quite dry, isn't it? Do you think we can change it, guys? I think we could do something about Room this. On off. On off. Turning the room on and off. I don't know what turning the room on and off does. I've never actually turned on a room before. Amount. 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 Oh, all right. Because I didn't like that sound. I mean, I liked the sound. It was a beautiful thing to play. Don't get me wrong, but my gosh, it was dull. And I think we could rectify that. Stereo. On off. On off. That doesn't seem to do much. Spread. Spread. Oh, there we go. We have an old mono piano now. Nice oh, dull. Spread. 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 All right. Spread. Let's have a reasonable amount of spread here. Dig them. On off. On off. What does that mean? On off. On off. On off. That says something I have. Stereo. 
Gigum on off. No idea what that's actually saying. And that's the trouble with partly speeches. You can't see the context of what it says. Amount. Amount. On off. Well, let's turn it Amount. on and see what it does. Amount. Oh, stuff. Size. Size. We're getting somewhere, guys. We're getting somewhere. It's a bit messy, though, isn't it? Um. Size. Amount. Size. Amount. Okay, we have a we have a thing. Nothing great, but it's um well, it's less something. <laughs> oh, people asking uh, questions that I already answered. I'm using the Complete Control S61 keyboard at the moment on the Mac in Logic, and a link for it. Yes, what you want is some native instruments. Uh, NativeInstruments.com. Click on products. Click on Complete 10 Ultimate, and have a happy, happy read. But whatever this amount on off. What's that on off thing? Amount on off. I don't want that. Key noise, head noise, mic noise, and keys. All right, let's play with this. Key noise, head up. So I've just turned up the release of the key here. Head up, head up, head down. Customizing a piano, guys, on the fly. It's as if I've got tools and I'm building it from the ground up. 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 Down. Twiddling knobs and not knowing what mic they noise, exactly on do. Off. Mic, mic noise on off. Volume. Vol on off. Latency. Latency. Mic noise. Volume. Latency. Release. Latency. Release. Not sure. We have a thing. Again, another different type of thing. Oh, hello. I see what that head up noise, and down, down stuff. Ped noise up, down. Mic noise. Ped noise. Down. Listen carefully. Down. I'll turn this down. up. You might not hear that, but the pedal, when I put the pedal down the sustain, it's actually lifting the noise off up. the strings and when I turn that up on as well. Up. Can you just about hear that? What I'll do is I'll play gently and I'll turn the mics all the way down and have a listen to this. Octave minus one. I was exaggerating the pedal noise then, just pressing it lots of times so you could hear it, but oh my gosh, guys, oh my word. How could you possibly not be excited by this? Damon asks if it could be used in a live setting. I got this stuff to gig with it, my friend. I got this stuff to gig with it, and if I don't gig with it, my wife is going to beat me upside the head because I spent all this money. So how could I possibly not use it in a live setting? Octave plus one. You can hear the sympathetic resonance. The pedal is up here. We'll do this again. 
this is how I know a piano is good. I always do this test with pianos these days because they can simulate it so well. And if you if your piano doesn't offer that these days, then I probably much ditch it. So uh, I do the key test. You play like a big chord, and then with a pedal up like this, put the chord uh, the pedal down. If that thing isn't ringing, then that piano ain't singing. Thank you very much. Right, preset browse. Preset browse. Let's go another preset. Audience big auditorium. Oh, so preset, we have Auden's this is the auditorium. same Alicia's Keys piano, but in a big auditorium. Zero. See. Yeah, we got sound there. I'm going to turn up the sound card a little bit because it's a bit on the low side. La 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 la. Okay. I like that one. Oh, how I wish we had time to play the rest of that demonstration. But we don't, and it goes on for quite a bit longer. One of the things I forgot to mention is that this was a live presentation that was recorded, and I'm sure you figured that out by now. If you'd like to hear the entire archive, you can go to soundcloud.com slash Andre hyphen Louis. That's A-N-D-R-E hyphen L-O-U-I-S. On that page, you will see a track labeled Complete Control with a Speech Demo by Andre Louis. And remember, Complete Control is spelled with Ks. On a totally different note, before we end the show, I wanted to mention that Bespecular is coming out of beta. If I remember correctly, it comes out on July 1st, but I just looked in the App Store and can't find it yet, so it could be one of those issues where it takes a little while to proliferate. Also, development of Vorail for Android has started, and a quote-unquote placeholder version has been released and is now available in the Google Play Store. It doesn't have all the features that the iOS version has yet, but it's a start. Main Menu is a program sponsored by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening on ACB Radio Mainstream at 9 p.m. Eastern, repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can listen to it on any internet-connected device, use ACB Link for iOS, grab it as a podcast, or pick up a phone and dial 605-475-8130 at airtime. If you'd like to send us feedback, you can email mainmenu at acbradio.org or interact with us on Twitter at mainmenu. Thanks so much for listening. I will be heading off to convention in a couple of days and looking forward to checking everything out there. Main Menu will not air on July 8th, but will resume on July 15th. See you then.